Beltane is also known as May Day in the Northern Hemisphere. It's the halfway point between Ostera, the spring equinox, and Litha, the summer solstice. This Sabbath has a really rich history, always representing growth and fertility. So during Beltane, nature is just bursting at the seams with life. At Ostera, at the spring equinox, we are starting to kind of get the hint of new life starting, but now at Beltane, we're actually starting to see new life flourish. We're starting to see the little seedlings grow green, and we're seeing the trees bud up with new leaves, and we might even be actually seeing some flowers. It's amazing. New buds and new blossoms and new baby animals as well, and warmer days. All of these are ushering in the official change of the seasons and all remnants of winter are finally gone. And the seeds that we planted at Ostera at the spring equinox are beginning to push all that new growth, literally and figuratively speaking as well. And traditionally, Beltane was associated with sunshine and protection and fertility and sexuality and romance as well. And many of these same themes are from Ostera are being carried over, but in a more um, visible kind of way. Rather than just getting hints of the seasonal change at the spring equinox, we're actually experiencing that seasonal change. And what a refreshing reprieve it really is, honestly. If you live somewhere freezing cold like I do here in Minnesota, you anxiously await Beltane time with the coming of May because it marks the official end of winter when all the snow is finally gone and we can actually see the sun and it's not more cloudy more often than not. So in this podcast, I'm really excited to talk about the magic of Beltane and some of the fun, simple ways to honor this festival of light and fire. So welcome back to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. My name is Sarah Ray. I am your manifesting coach, and this is a continuation of our Wheel of the Year series. And I believe this is actually the final installment. If you've been following the last year or so that we've been going through the Sabbaths as they come along, um, now you can revisit them at each Sabbath because they're going to be evergreen. They're all done. And the next installment of this Wheel of the Year series is going to be about the Wheel of the Year itself. So if you like what you're hearing, if you're enjoying listening, if you're enjoying watching, please consider liking and rating wherever you happen to be listening and tuning in so we can grow our community of modern mystics and reach more people with spiritual awesomeness. Yes. Okay. So let's talk more about Beltane. Our ancestors from Europe or other parts of the world as well would usher in May Day by finally allowing livestock to begin grazing in the field. So this is um, a more European-centric uh, tradition and kind of a signal that the change of seasons was officially here because they would let livestock go out and start grazing on the grass. And this indicated that warm weather was here to stay and that the plants of the earth will finally begin sharing their abundance and they're also pushing a lot of new growth as well. There's a lot of evidence that the Romans and other pre-Christian civilizations celebrated a version of May Day as well, which is really interesting. Most of these festivals included fire rituals in some capacity, uh, a lot of romance and fertility rituals as well, and honoring various gods and goddesses of the sun and of the earth. So it's been in existence for a long time because it was the time of year where people who lived in really cold climates could really see the change in seasons happen. You know, we're going from really cold and dreary winter to 
what feels like summer in comparison because we know summer is just right around the corner. In other parts of the year, of the world where the seasonal changes weren't quite as drastic, they might not do these sorts of things that are so meaningful. But regardless of where you are, if you sense the change of season, Beltane is here to welcome it for you. <laughs> All throughout history, Beltane has always kind of been seen as a celebration of light, especially, like I said, when your winters were so cold and dreary. It was used to mark the official beginning of the summer season. The wheel of the year is turning, and we're finally leaving behind all the cold and darkness and welcoming in the warm and the sunlight. So that part of the year is over, and the second half of the year is starting to begin. Because six months ago, the year started, you know, the Witch's New Year started at Samhain around Halloween, and now we're halfway through the year and we are moving into the warmer parts of the year. So citizens back in the day were often stuck inside all winter long and they couldn't really go outside for whatever reason. They did, but it wasn't really safe for them to do that. So they didn't. They often uh, were just kind of anxiously await for warmer weather. And Beltane was the opportunity that they had to stretch their legs and physically and literally regain their strength back by physical exercise and running around outside and kind of releasing all that pent-up energy from being stuck inside all this time. So much of the historical May Day activities included things like races and jumping over fires or through fires or passing through fires and, of course, just general mischief of the relatively harmless sort. You might remember that if you listen to other installments of our Wheel of the Year series that mischief plays a big role <laughs> in celebrating the Sabbaths from a historical perspective, and, and May Day really is no exception. Um, one of the celebrations that we talk about is the May Pole or the May Bush, and some of this mischief would come in when some communities would go over to neighboring communities and try to steal their maypole, or they would try to steal their maybush. All in good fun. It was all friendly competition, but it it does result in mischief. <laughs> um, it's also has always historically been a time to enact protection rituals. Historically, people would perform uh, protection rituals to ensure the protection of their livestock and of their crops and of their family members as well. And they would kind of extend into the protection of unborn family members and new family members that they hope were coming in either in the form of in-laws or in the form of new babies. So Beltane really is just a time to thrive and to grow and to regain vitality after a long period of dormancy. The earth and the people are simultaneously remembering just how wonderful that fresh air is. They're reconnecting with nature. They're regrouping together as a community, as a collective, and everyone is just soaking it all up and just breathing it all in and ready for the next phase of life and reconnecting as a community because winter is all about reconnecting with yourself and the warmer seasons are about reconnecting as a community. So how to celebrate Beltane? So we just spent the last several months of winter reflecting on ourselves and what happened during the previous year in hopes of being more prepared for the future and what we actually want it to be like for ourselves. And now that nature is habitable again, it means that it's our time to turn our attention back out to the outside world. We're not so focused on self-reflection right now. We're more focused on connection. Remember what you have been reflecting on during the past winter as Beltane approaches and 
remember what realizations you had, remember what commitments you wanted to make to yourself to make this year better than the last as we move into the more warmer portion of the year. So just like celebrating Ostera, the best and the most fun way to celebrate Beltane is to just get outside. Get outside. Do what you need to do to enjoy the warmer weather. Simply breathing in that fresh air, that fresh, clean, crisp air, just is really rejuvenating. And if you're anything like me, you crave that because after the stale winter air, the fresh spring air is such a welcome change. So the idea is to reconnect with nature in a way that you are able to do instantly. <laughs> we don't necessarily want to just like kind of putz around out there. No, you just want to throw yourself all in and just reconnect with mother nature. So I have a few more fun ways for you to celebrate Beltane. And the first one is anonymous gift baskets. So this idea does come with its own little story. So when I was a child, my mom and my sister and I would put together simple little goodie baskets for the neighbors. We lived in a little cul-de-sac and just kind of a big neighborhood in general. And we had a few, a handful of really close neighbors or like five or six of them. And these little gift baskets mo mostly consisted of candy and maybe the occasional like mini toy or something like that. Just kind of just simple goodies, right? We would assemble them all together, the three of us, the eve of May Day kind of in secret, right? We would be really excited and nobody else knew we were doing this. And once all of the baskets were assembled and we kind of divvied out who was going to put them where we would wait until it was late enough to know that everyone was sleeping or at the very least not looking out the windows and we would secretly place all the baskets on the neighbor's doorsteps which was always so much fun um it was i remember it being like more thrilling than it probably was <laughs> but i mean to like a child sneaking out of the house even with your mom with you and kind of going up to somebody else's house when it wasn't normally what you would do and kind of taboo in a way in a mild way it was so much fun to it was so it was fun to do that together and it was also really fun to know that our neighbors that were really important to us our friends and people that felt like family were waking up to cute little fun gifts that were left anonymously um in the night so it was kind of like a visit from a secret fairy to deliver mostly chocolate. <laughs> and I'm sure that they all had an inkling of who was responsible, um, especially after it became kind of a yearly tradition. Uh, after the first couple of years, my mom became smart enough to put a basket on our front doorstep too, so they wouldn't look out and be like, oh, they're the only ones without, <laughs> without a basket. Clearly it's them. So she did try to like deviate and like trick them a little bit. So more harmless mischief, but anonymous gift baskets for your friends and for your family are great for celebrating Beltane because it's sharing the abundance that is to come. It's bringing them blessings. It's letting them know that you're thinking of them. And again, reconnecting with each other as a community because that sort of gets lost in the winter months when we're separated from each other and when we're focusing more on self-reflection, just giving each other cute little gifts just because is a great way to re-establish that union together. So another fun way to celebrate Beltane is through a simple ritual. If you would like to be more magical in your celebrations, you can do this little simple ritual that I'll outline here in a second that is meant for union and connection. You can do this alone or with others if you'd like, but it, because it is meant for connection, it would be really fun to do with your family or do with your friends. No supplies are needed unless you would like to give offerings to the earth if that's part of your spiritual practice, but really all you need is just yourself and an open heart and an open mind. So all you have to do is lay in the grass and a little bit of dew or dampness is actually preferable and focus 
all your attention on the sensation of the earth beneath you. Really feel the earth supporting you, feel the grass and the dirt, and it's not going to be filled with bugs just yet because they're not quite there. But yeah, just sense the grounded energy of the earth beneath you. And if you're with others, um, lay in such a way that you may either hold hands or you can easily make contact with each other. You can lay in a little circle if you'd like to kind of complete that sensation of union and connection. But the idea is that you're all connecting with the earth and you're all connecting with each other at the same time. So you can meditate together on that feeling of groundedness and growth and creation and recognition and regeneration together as a group. And then you can take turns expressing gratitude and declaring your sacred connection with nature and with each other. You can really make this as fun and as simple as you'd like it to be. This will all bring a deep sense of inner healing to the group, to yourself, and to the earth. And this sense of togetherness will really set the tone for the upcoming warmer months when we're going to be spending more and more time together with each other either working for whatever reason, maybe working out in the fields, maybe gardening together, maybe going out and doing fun things together, going out on adventures. We're setting the tone for the entire summer season to be one of union and connection and also groundedness. So there's a fun little ritual for you. It doesn't have to be complicated. You can make it as magical as you'd like it to be, or you can make it as simple as you'd like it to be. Um, so next, a kind of magical inclined thing that you can do to celebrate Beltane is a Beltane altar. If you love decorating a special sacred space for the seasons, now is a great time for a Beltane altar refresh. Um, you can use bright colors that represent the sun, mainly orange and yellow and white. Those are all excellent choices as European ancestors would mainly lean towards yellow and basically focus on just the color yellow to represent the sun and the sunlight and fire in, uh, for this Sabbath. You can honor the gods and goddesses of your choice if you'd like. I would stick to ones who represent fertility or they represent um, the earth or the sun or fire or crops or anything like that, depending on what sort of pantheon you like to lean into, if any at all. You certainly don't have to. But any god that represents abundance or love or union is a great one to honor on your Beltane altar. So Roman, the Roman goddess Flora, for example, is a really popular choice this time of year. Um, she tends to get brought up a lot, similar to how Brigid comes out at um, Emolk. It is Flora that comes out at Beltane. If that resonates with you, certainly take advantage of that. Uh, you could also add elements of water on your altar, as the first water of Beltane was always considered to be sacred and special and magical. Uh, you can go combine the water and the fire elements to bring in prosperity and lots of growth. Um, a lot of cleansing, a lot of rejuvenation, a lot of life-bringing elements for your altar between the element of fire and the element of water. And also, to kind of piggyback off of that, you can perform various types of water magic if you are so inclined to do so to celebrate Beltane. You could call back the old tradition of gathering the first serving of fresh water early in the morning on Beltane. And if you have a well you can pull from or a clean spring that you can legally collect from, you can make it a magical ritual to gather that special water and to use it in whatever way you choose to, that's appropriate and that's safe for you. Um, magical water really has all kinds of purposes. I've done another podcast episode before about how to make moon water. So a lot of the same principles 
uh, apply here. So you can use um, magical water to bathe in. You can kind of pour it over yourself if you'd like. You can water your seedlings or your plants. You can use it as an offering on your altar. You can use it really in any type of magical spell or ritual that you like. If you do that sort of thing as part of your spiritual practice, you can drink it as well. If it is safe to drink, you can give it to other animals or other people in your life to drink it as well if it is safe to drink. Um, you can really use it for anything because it represents our emotions and our subconscious. So when we use the water element to connect in this sort of way to our emotions and our subconscious, we're just kind of bringing them to the surface and being refreshed and being cleansed because water is also very cleansing and it's also the building blocks of life. So it's rejuvenating as well. So there's some water magic ideas for you. I did mention as well already that the Beltane fire is really important. So you can use a Beltane fire to usher in this change of season and to also sort of call back the sacredness of fire from European ancestors or really any ancestors. Most ancestors and cultures have fire that is sacred in their practices. So uh, many traditional Beltane rituals include uh, fire in some way and large bonfires in particular. If you feel comfortable, you can have a bonfire on Beltane on the eve of Beltane into the next day. That's what a lot of ancestors used to do. You'll notice that this is quite common to do on all types of Sabbaths where you are bringing some element of fire into either your home or into your space or into the lives of the community, the town, however, depending on where you live, right? So ancestors would often put out all the hearth fires um, in their houses, and then they would light a singular Beltane fire in the community, and then they would reignite their candles and their hearth fires using that sacred Beltane fire. And this was meant to usher in the new season. It was meant to bring in luck and protection and prosperity and just sort of honor the gods that they believed in back in the day. So you could do something similar if you'd like, or you can also kind of use that fire to cleanse energy. I've talked about this before in other podcasts where we talk about how to cleanse the space around you. Fire is very cleansing and very um, easy to work with in, on a small scale <laughs> um, if you do it safely and do it responsibly. Uh, the Beltane fire sort of represents um, overcoming obstacles because usually it's ignited using friction and that could symbolize, depending on where you live in the world, the hardships that you survived over winter and how you overcame them. Ancestors would also often run through fires, like a like an alley of fires, to represent protection and to kind of be blessed with the fire magic of various gods and goddesses. So they would either go down a lane between two larger bonfires, or they would leap over a smaller bonfire, and they would also lead their livestock through that same ritual to kind of offer protection and cleanse and all of this awesome magic that comes with fires from a historical and magical perspective. Um, but you don't need to jump through flames to honor the fire Sabbath. You can always just opt for a candle or for a simple earth hearth fire or a small bonfire, or maybe even like a little dish. If you happen to have like a fire resistance um, container of some kind, you can have a small symbolic Beltane fire in that regard as well. So just take a moment to give thanks and reflect on the passing winter and, and uh, pray for gratitude in the upcoming summer season. So another uh, way to celebrate Beltane would be through a Beltane festival. You might be surprised to learn that many cities all over the world host cultural fire festivals for May Day. I live in a really rural era 
I live in a really rural area in Minnesota, and there is a May Day parade not far from us. Especially if you're in a larger city, it will be really easy for you to find um, a May Day celebration of some kind. They're really common, and they're also a lot of fun. It's just, again, reconnecting with each other as a community and getting ready for the next season and kind of busting out of your shell and getting ready to go back out into the world when we haven't really been doing that over the winter season. So... And the festival doesn't necessarily need to be pagan or spiritually inspired in any way for it to be a lot of fun and to kind of help you usher in the new season. Any kind of community activity that brings us back to that sense of union union and connection is vital during Beltane. So anything in that realm can be really fun and rejuvenating. So this one you may be familiar with. I have another one for you, and it's the Maypole or the Maybush. Your local Beltane festival might involve a maypole of some kind, especially if you happen to be in Europe. Uh, Maypoles are often really tall and they're decorated with ribbons and flowers and all kinds of bright colors. Um, And the idea is that they symbolize fertility because they're phallic shaped, right? (laughs) So they usher in that sort of divine masculine energy that helps bring the fertility of the land, brings the fertility of families, brings that just a fertile abundance type energy that we really need right now or to in order to have a successful harvest season and to again prepare for winter in six months. So a may bush is a really similar concept except usually it's like a shrub or a small tree where it's decorated with ribbons and flowers and bright colors and all sorts of things and people often dance around them. So you may have seen people dancing around a maypole in the past, you may have seen people dance around a may bush or something they I mean occasionally they get stolen so maybe you haven't <laughs> but the idea is that giving thanks in this way in this symbolic way will please the gods and kind of create that nice energy that can be brought into other areas of our lives so kind of moving on from dancing <laughs> We can also do protection rituals to celebrate Beltane. As mentioned a few times now, performing a protection ritual is a fantastic way to celebrate Beltane. And we're asking for protection from um, diseases or lack of abundance or anything that might get in the way of a successful harvest season. And there are so many different ways to promote protection depending on what it is you're wanting protection from. So, um, I mentioned walking through the fires a minute ago. Uh, that is meant to, or is intended to protect us in a health way, kind of rid us of any potential diseases and prevent them from coming. Uh, you can also use salt around your windows and your doors and around the perimeter of your property to protect against unwanted spirit guests. Um, another option is to use flowers as a mean of protection against illness and to promote prosperity and abundance. And this brings me to our next way to celebrate Beltane, which is flower adornments. You can adorn everything and anything with flowers. <laughs> Especially if you're in an area that is already flush with blooms, you can use some of those blooms to adorn your life with Um Ancestors would adorn cattle and farm tools in particular with flowers to bring protection against illness, as I mentioned. And you can carry on this tradition in a more modern way. If you happen to have garden or farm tools, you can always choose to hang flowers on them if you'd like. But you can also decorate uh, 
different areas of your life with flowers in order to invoke that protective quality. You can use any sort of modern tool. I mean, you could do a pen if you'd like, <laughs> if you really want to go modern, you can do um, your ritual tools. If you have magical, like an uh, like a, a magical knife or a goblet or whatever that you use on your altar, you can use your gardening tools. You can do kitchen tools. You can use your office tools. You can stick flowers anywhere. And it's kind of carrying on that old tradition of using flowers to invoke protection and to just welcome in the spring season and to bring in color. It's been so long that we've seen color in this way in the form of foliage that it's just a really nice way to just breathe in new life in the space. So it's both protective and beautiful. You can, uh, again, stick with yellow flowers. We uh, want to try and represent the sun in some way. So yellow or orange or white, but if that doesn't resonate or you don't have access access to those colors, that's totally fine. Just do whatever feels right to you, whatever feels good for you. And the final way I have for you to celebrate Beltane is to have your first Beltane barbecue, your first outdoor barbecue. Now is the time to have that first outdoor meal. Um, you can make it a feast if you'd like, or if you want to keep it more traditional, you can stick with foods that people of old would have had access to during this time before the first harvest really was available to them. Uh, because they would not really be experiencing an abundance of food right now, they would have easy access to various kinds of dairy products. Um, they would still have a lot of dried herbs and maybe um, some meat left over and anything else that would have kept really well in a root cellar. So think root vegetables like potatoes, um, maybe like beets and yams and these sorts of things that keep really well for a really long time. And again, any type of dairy product or maybe wine as well, things that they would still have left over from the winter. And they would often eat it outside as not only to get outside and reconnect with each other and with nature, but to also offer to the gods and goddesses of nature where they were sharing their food with them. And it was also seen as a way to give thanks for helping them survive yet another winter. And having food together right now was um, proof that they were abundant all winter long, right? So you might recall that in uh, around Yule time, they would have a feast to prove that they were abundant, Right, and they're kind of doing something similar here where they would eat together to prove that they were abundant all winter long and to just sort of give thanks and reflect on the fact that all their hard work proved good. It was all a good thing for them. Beltane blessings are abound right now. May Day is such a beautiful Sabbath. And for me personally, it is such a relief because the spring equinox, Ostera, is the first official day of spring, but it never really felt like spring for me because I live in freezing cold Minnesota and it still feels like winter during the spring equinox in March. And March tends to be the month where we get the most snow uh, because it's that perfect combination of it's cold enough and wet enough to get all the snow. So it, the Ostera equinox almost never feels like spring to me, but Beltane always does because I can actually go outside and enjoy the sunshine. I can actually see the ground growing in green new growth. So I love Beltane. I adore it. I love it for that reason alone, really. <laughs> it's not like it's some magnificent Sabbath the way that Samhain or Yule or the summer solstice is, but it's more, it's more a reprieve for me personally. It's more like I can finally see 
that winter is over. Winter is so hard because it's so long and dark and cold here. And I don't always have the ability to escape the cold winter, right? Especially over the last couple of years with the COVID pandemic and I was a new mom, so we weren't really focused on traveling. But this time of year is proof that we survived, right? It's proof that we are abundant and we don't have to deal with the cold anymore. So when Beltane finally does come around, it's much more spring-like for me than the spring equinox. It makes me feel giddy, giddy. And even though it's still pretty cold, like today it is 30 degrees <laughs> as I'm recording this, uh, I can't really do any sort of gardening yet, but I can still see evidence of the seasons changing around me. And I just live for that. I just live for that. I can sense the change in the air. I wonder if you can too. So I hope this episode was enjoy enjoyable for you. I hope you have some new ideas of how to celebrate Beltane, how to usher in the change of seasons. And I hope you go and live a more spiritually inspired life because of these simple fun things that you can do to celebrate. So have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you very soon. Thank you for listening. If you want even more spiritual awesomeness, there's plenty waiting for you over in our free Facebook group. Join us for guided meditations, guided rituals, Reiki shares, masterclasses, tarot readings, Q and A's, and plenty of discussions with other modern mystics. This is a totally safe space to ask questions, meet other like-minded, open-hearted women, and our community truly won't feel complete without you. So head over to spirituallyinspired.co slash free group to join today.